January was an interesting month. Like I didn't actually focus on money at all. I was focused on implementing the rule of one and really trying to detach actually from the financial outcome in the short term. Because what I notice is that I really love having like a lot of sales come in. And so my business will feel better to me often if it's like a ton of little sales, even if it doesn't even add up to like the amount of one big sale that could come in. What is up? Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Joyous Path to Millions. All right, my friends, this episode is for you. If you're a mompreneur who wants to see just like one example of what balancing mom and business life looks like, or you're a nosy MFer who loves the behind the scenes of life and business, or if you're someone who loves transparent talk about money, because this is my monthly episode where I kind of do a monthly recap and just go through the celebrations and stretches that happened in each month. And I feel like this is so important because on social media, we usually just see a highlight reel. And so I like to just kind of show the true behind the scenes of, yes, the celebrations, but also the things that stretched me or were difficult. And as you all know, who've been tuning in for a long time, this is such a beautiful practice that has helped me to just like honor time passing. And whenever it's the new year, I already have like a whole list of all the amazing things I've done that year. But I also share what happened with money in our businesses. So welcome to the Joyous Path to Millions with me, your host, Emily June Wilcox, serial entrepreneur, seven-figure business owner, mindset junkie, creator of the Money Wound Medicine program, devoted mama of two, and a lover of coffee and crystals. I've got my trusty coffee right here. It is raining cats and dogs outside. It is the hardest rain we've had this year so far, but probably the hardest rain that we've had in quite some time. Like it looked like the pool was going to overflow and our drains were having trouble keeping up and I could hear drips of water coming in through our chimney into our fireplace. And it's like one of those days when you're like, oh, thank God to whomever like put the roof on this house, whoever did the grading of our concrete around our pool. Like I'm so, so, so grateful that this home is well built because my goodness, that was a lot of rain and still is, but it's not like crazy downpour at the moment. And I'm going to volunteer at JJ's school in a bit. So hoping that it's not crazy downpour when I get there. All right, well, let's jump right in. I felt like I lived multiple lifetimes just in January. So sometimes we talk about collapsing time, and I think that can be a bit of an abstract concept. You might hear people say it, and you're like, what the hell does that even mean? But it's like when we can dissociate from the kind of collective definition of time where it's like we get 24 hours in each day and yet somehow we're able to live so much more life in that same amount of time than another person, that can be collapsing time. There's also another definition where it's like instead of making $100,000 in a year, all of a sudden you've made $100,000 in eight months. That would be collapsing time as well. Where it's like you're doing the same thing over again, but it's taking less time. Anyway, I digress. But I feel like I collapsed time in January because holy smokes, even as I was looking back at what I did this month, I'm like, how did that all fit in one month? 
Okay, so I'll start with a stretch, which was the first week of the year. We had been traveling for two weeks with the kids for the holidays. So they were very used to getting a lot of our attention, having like special activities happening every day. Of course, they had Christmas, so they had like a zillion new toys. And then we got back here on December 30th. So then the 31st, we celebrated, you know, New Year's here. We had some friends over and there was still a whole pile of presents that we had left here. So Jeff and I knew that there was going to be a week when the kids would still be off of school and we would be wanting to try and work. But we made the conscious decision not to put them into like a camp or something because we felt like, you know what, they're still going to have this whole pile of presents to open, not to mention they have all the new presents that they've gotten while we were traveling and they'll be able to play and entertain themselves and we'll be able to do some work during that time. We were so mistaken. They were needy little MFers. It was so challenging. My gosh, Jeff and I were like threatening to throw away presents. Like it was not our finest parenting. The kids did not react well to those threats, as you might imagine. And it just was a struggle bus week. We certainly made adjustments along the way. And I was like saging the whole house and setting new intentions. And we had some fun moments in there too. But it was like, whew, could not wait to get the kids back to school. So the year started with a stretch for sure. Then that following Monday, I flew to Tulsa, Oklahoma to do a week of filming for a reality TV show. I actually recorded a whole episode on some of my key takeaways from that. And so you can check that out. It's already aired, but it's called The Blocks, B-L-O-X. I will let you know when our season airs. This was season 12. But So I was gone for a full week and like what an experience being a judge on an entrepreneur reality TV show. I got to personally coach about 50 different businesses anywhere from pre-revenue up to multi-millions in annual sales. And it was really fun. It was a total whirlwind. You couldn't even remember what day it was. We barely left the stale air of this Tulsa, Oklahoma casino where the whole thing was being filmed. So you would think then the month would have flown by and it did because I was gone for a full week of it. But also I'm like, how the hell did I do so much? And I was gone for a week. Like it's totally blows my mind. I also implemented the rule of one, which I recorded a full episode on as well. So you can refer to that, but that's definitely a celebration in January. It was like getting more focused on one offer and one platform. I hired a copywriter in January who I'm really loving and has been super helpful in the business. So celebrating that. And honestly, just getting the whole back end of my business all cleaned up, which I guess leads me to a stretch. So I parted ways with Sarah, who was my assistant that I hired, I guess at the very beginning of August. And she actually, we got to meet in person at my retreat in October. And she's such a lovely human. And it was like so fun getting to know her. I was hoping that she would be like my ride or die business bestie kind of a thing. Not like I was trying to hire a best friend, but more like I know that when you get a really good person in your business, it's fun to just feel like you're in it together and growing it together. And that was really my vision for it. And it just didn't fully work out. I guess I don't know that I want to go into like a ton of detail, but it just didn't work out. It wasn't the quality of work was not up to my standard. I guess here's what I'll say. And especially after we offboarded her, when I kind of went into 
all of our, like we use Trello for project management. We use system IO as our backend. So I was like going into all of that to kind of like get things set up for the new slash old assistant, which I'll talk about in a minute. And it was like, I just was discovering a lot of mistakes and a lot of sloppy work and a lot of things that were like half done. So I guess what I would say is that it was kind of like, if I had to grade it as a teacher, it would be like B or C level work, not A level work. And there was some work that was A level. And so that's what makes it tricky. And then of course you get emotions involved and you like the person and all of that. But Ultimately, I think her skill set is better used elsewhere and it wasn't going to work for me. I didn't want to bring it into 2024. So that was a stretch for sure. But the other side of it was it felt so, so good to get my business all cleaned up, to just know that like all of the tasks that were on the Trello board were current and that they were clear and that they were assigned to someone and they had a deadline and like all of this kind of stuff. And that brings me to my next point, which is that I was able to rehire Ella, my longtime assistant, for more hours. So she had been my full-time assistant, then she had dropped back to only doing the podcast, and that's what she's been doing really since, I think, April of 2023. And it's interesting because as I was trying to hire different people, and I would have challenges with them, I was thinking like, is this me? What's going on? And then I'm like, well... I worked with Ella for a year and a half and we just didn't have any of this. So I know it can work. I know it can be up to this standard. And so rather than try to find another person, I'm like, Ella, will you please come back? And she agreed. And it feels so, so, so good. I feel so freaking supported. So I've got Ella back on the team. I have a new copywriter who's supporting me. I'm also working on onboarding someone to help with a little bit of social media content. So It's been really fun to just get the team dialed in and in place. I've been batching social media content in January and that's worked really well. And I've had like multiple people reach out to me and they're like, your content feels so good. What are you doing differently? And so that's been fun to see it reflected back as well. But it just, it works so much better with my schedule and everything to not just be trying to create it on the fly. And I've known that. And of course, like when I was doing all the stuff with Flowshow, like we had a really beautiful like monthly content batching system in place. So it's nice to be getting back to that. Faye started volleyball in January and has absolutely loved it. And it's been fun to see how much better she's gotten. I mean, she had no skills, but like she's really learned a lot in a short period of time which has been super cool to witness and she doesn't want it to end. It of course is ending because it's just a succession thing and softball has been gearing up. So we can't have like all the things happening at once if we want to maintain our sanity. But nevertheless, I'm celebrating it because it's been super cute and super fun. Jeff and I went and saw Abraham Hicks live in workshop and that was definitely a celebration in January. Poor Jeff got food poisoning the night before, so he was not feeling his best. But nevertheless, we were both just like, we're so grateful we get to do this kind of thing together. Like it felt so special and it was so helpful. Like just being in that energy and that vibration is so uplifting. There were definitely like lots of valuable takeaways that we had from it. So yeah, we were there. We saw Abraham Hicks last January as well. So it was also just kind of cool to like, have it be our second time and reflect on a year having gone by since we saw them last. 
And if you don't know who Abraham Hicks is, I highly recommend look it up. You can look on YouTube and you'll hear just like some little snippets and stuff, but just incredible, incredible wisdom and very uplifting. I've been loving running ads. That's been like such a pleasant surprise in January and something that I'm super grateful for. My ads aren't performing. Well, that's not even true. Some of them are performing really well. Some haven't gotten the sales that I would like yet, but it's really fun to have content that I'm proud of going out and reaching thousands of people without me having to do anything new. It's like I get to create the system once and then work on refining and scaling the system, which is something that I really love and enjoy. And it's fun to be shifting my belief to that ads work for me instead of I tried them and they don't work. We also visited some dear friends down in Orange County and had a fun little weekend with them and just playing music and just loving life. I was invited to speak at a brunch with babes event, which a friend of mine runs here in the South Bay and got to lead a mastermind session, which was so beautiful and powerful and just like a great opportunity to connect with other women entrepreneurs. And I'm just very, very grateful that it exists in my community and that I get to be a part of it. And anytime others recognize my expertise as a coach or as a leader and want me to take the microphone. I just really appreciate that. And with some of those women, we're hatching a new collaboration and can't share any details yet, but it's been really fun to just be in the possibility of a really big vision and a very like out of the box offer. Jude is also getting so good at the drums and I'm celebrating that. It's been super cute. He had a little school of rock performance actually while we were at Abraham Hicks. So the babysitter had to bring him and took video, but we got to see it and celebrate it. And there's this app. Oh my gosh. I seriously could just like tear up. I'm so grateful for whoever made this app. It's called We Groove. And I put it on my phone and then I hook my phone up to his digital drum set. And it's like Guitar Hero, but for drums. And it's got all kinds of popular songs on it. And it's so gamified and it, he absolutely loves it. It's making a tremendous difference in his ability to learn the drums. And you can't even pay for this app. That's what's crazy. I'm like, how do I upgrade? How do I pay these people? There's no ads and there's no payment. I'm like, who are these angels who created this thing? So you can actually play without a drum set as well. So if you're just like someone who wants to almost like play finger drums, you can download the WeGroove app. So this is my way of helping them as I'm just like putting in a little plug. But actually, the real truth is I'm just super grateful and it's been so cool to watch JJ getting so much better at drums. I'm like, dude, you're five years old. Like, I can't even imagine if you continue to enjoy this and stick with it, like how good are you gonna be by the time you're in like middle school even? Okay, let's see. Oh, I had one more stretch to share. I really notice, this has come up before if you've been a long-time listener, I really notice how my inner child gets triggered around Faye playing sports and just like a lot of different things with it, competitive stuff, but also we were hoping that she was going to get to stay on her same team with her coach from the fall. And he was hoping that too, like we have a lovely relationship with him. He texts us and everything. 
And then she got drafted really high and he wasn't able to get her. And she was on this team with like no one that we knew. And I was all up in my feels about it. And I wasn't projecting that onto her because I have enough self-awareness to realize it's my shit, not hers. But, you know, like just those feelings of like not being chosen, like not getting on the cool team, not being part of the cool kids, like yet again, like kind of being left out. Like that was how it felt to me, even though that is not at all what was actually happening. So just been processing through my own shit over here as we do as mothers, as parents conscious parents, you realize it's all your own stuff and you got to own it. And Abraham Hicks talked about how like parents primary job is really to uplift their children. And I feel like Jeff and I do a really good job of that. But the one area when I was kind of reflecting on it where I'm like, yeah, we're not doing that great of a job was around sports. And I feel like both Jeff and I have a tendency with Faye in particular to kind of point out where she could get better and really focus on areas of improvement. Even though, of course, we do celebrate the successes as well, the balance is off. And so I actually had a really open conversation with Faye about that. And I told her exactly what I'm saying here. And I said, you know, this is something that I really want to work on. I want you to feel like mommy uplifts me and mommy celebrates me. And so if you're not feeling like that's happening, you get to call me out on that too. And you can remind me, you can even just say like, uplift me, mom, and I will work on it. So I just share that because I think many of us did not grow up in households where those kinds of conversations happened. And so as we're doing our own inner work as adults, sometimes we don't really know how to translate that to our kids, or we think that we have to be perfect for our kids, and then we fall short. And I really believe so much in repair conversations and open and honest and transparent conversations. Like, I want my kids to know that I'm working on getting better and that I'm not always going to get it right, and that we can both have a conversation and (laughs) that they get to see what it looks like in real time to be doing self improvement work. And I really trust in our relationship and our ability to create repair when, when I fall short, because I'm going to fall short. So anyway, just sharing that because if you never had that modeled for you, here's one example of what it can look like. All right. So January was an interesting month. Like I didn't actually focus on money at all. I was focused on implementing the rule of one. and really trying to detach actually from the financial outcome in the short term. Because what I notice is that I really love having like a lot of sales come in. And so my business will feel better to me often if it's like a ton of little sales, even if it doesn't even add up to like the amount of one big sale that could come in. And so it's just like anything. It's just like kind of like the addiction of checking social media all the time and clearing your notifications. And so in order for me to start to like detox or detach from that. And also I'm holding the vision for like that same volume of sales to come through for money wound medicine. But nevertheless, like if I focus a little bit too much on money for the month, I'll be like, oh, let me sell this thing. Let me throw out this one offer. And instead, I just wanted to be focused on setting up the foundation of my business and 
not necessarily needing the sales to come in right away in order to be evidence that this is the right path. The other thing is that I'm so grateful, like we're in a really good position financially as a family. And of course, like I would love for my business to double, triple, 10x, like that would be significant and that would be substantial, but I know it's happening. And the important part about the joyous path to millions is that we care about how the money comes and who we're being when the money comes. And so if I were to get too focused on a short-term financial goal, like what happens just in one month, I could do a lot of sprint kinds of things that would bring in like quick money, but that aren't the way that I want to build the business long-term. And so when I'm focused more just on my joy and how I want to feel in my business and how I want to set it up for long-term, like more of that marathon pace rather than the sprint pace, that's the most joyful part for me. And the money is somewhat secondary in that sense. So I actually didn't know how much money we brought in this month until I ran the numbers to share with you on the podcast. But the other thing is that because I've cleaned up the team and changed and made some efficiencies there, the business is actually feeling so much more profitable. There's so much more cash in the bank account. So that's really fun too. So in January, my coaching business brought in 11,984. The agency brought in 84,567 for a total of $96,551. Side note, Jeff and I had like a fun little conversation last night where I was like, oh, well, I can tell you how to double the agency business this year and just like laid out for him exactly what needs to happen. And he's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. He's like, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying to do. It wouldn't even be hard to do it. You're incredible. He's like, Emily Wilcox coaching needs to send a bill to our agency. Like this was amazing. And this is actually like one of my gifts. I'm really, really good at just identifying the low hanging fruit that would make a really substantial difference in the business. So if you're running a business where you're doing like 30K to 50K months, and you're ready for your first million dollar year, and you're not entirely sure exactly how it's gonna happen, shoot me a DM and I will get on a call with you. No strings attached call. We'll just do 30 minutes. You can tell me about your business and I will tell you exactly what I think needs to happen in order for you to move from 30 to 50K months up to 80 to 100K months so that you can have your first million dollar year. So that is my free offer for you. I'm also going to put in a little plug for Money Wound Medicine because usually the reason, the sneaky subconscious, really, really underneath it all reason why we're not exactly in love with our bank account or in love with the wealth that we're building, our personal net worth, et cetera, is unhealed money wounds. It comes down to what we're projecting onto money, what we think about ourselves in relationship to money. And until that's fixed, you cannot out-strategize it. There's no tactic, there's no game plan, there's no just do these five steps and you'll just make a ton of money anyway. You've got to deal with the roots. It's like if the roots are sick, the tree is sick. It's just the way it is. And so Money Wound Medicine is an incredible program 
to help you permanently heal your money wounds and then alchemize them. Change them from wounds into wealth. And I have a really cool, unique process that helps you actually take those parts that were wounded and turn them into new channels for wealth to flow into you. And one of the things that's happening because of the rule of one is that I'm so focused on money wound medicine. I'm writing the book right now. And so lots and lots and lots of ideas are flowing in and I'm continuing to make the program even better. So now is a great time to jump in. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? You get lifetime access. Like this program is so good as it is right now and it's only gonna get better with time. And probably the price is only gonna go up with time. So why not join now? And that brings me, I guess, to my last point of a celebration, which is that the book is getting really, really close. It's so exciting. I'm almost fully done with the rough draft. I sent it to Jeff, which feels like a big milestone because I have not sent it to anyone thus far. So even though I'm still working on fine-tuning the rough draft, it's like, oh my God, now it's in another person's hands. So (sighs) stay tuned. It is coming soon and it is so, so good. So that is my January in a nutty little shell. I couldn't be more grateful for the first month of the year. Like, wow, what an incredible gift 2024 has been so far. And I can't wait to see all of the magic that's in store for every single one of us. If your January was pure magic, great. Use that as evidence that your 2024 is going to be out of this world amazing. And If your January fell a little short, if you didn't totally love it, if it felt like the year got off to a rocky start, no big deal. No big deal. It's just one month. It's like, it's 31 days. Don't let that dictate what your entire year is going to be because I truly believe that there is so much beauty in store for you. There's so much growth, so much expansion, so much fun that you get to have this year. So tap into your vision, get recommitted to feeling how you want to feel and visualizing what you want to happen and then trusting that it's on its way to you. All right. Thank you so much for tuning into this show. I really love and appreciate you. I'm just beaming you so much love from my heart to yours. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Listeners like you have made this a top 3% global podcast. So thank you so much for tuning in. Please like, subscribe, share, and leave a review. I also love hearing listener feedback, so feel free to slide into my DMs on Instagram at mmakesmoney. If you would like to explore hiring me as your money healer and business mentor, hit the link in the show notes or head to explore.emilywilcox.com. Until next time, I'm sending you all the magic money vibes on your joyous path to millions.